coming to you from deep inside the bowels of a great big empty. Get ready for another episode of The Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. And that was Golden Glenn, the official announcer of The Home Defense Show, and I'm your host, Skip Coriel. Author of 22 books, Marine Corps veteran, founder of the Second Amendment March, proud father of seven, grandfather to 19 and counting, and as a special bonus, I'm also madly in love with my own wife. My priorities in life are God, family, and country in that order, and I hereby promise to never compromise in my convictions. I may go broke, but I'll never go woke. All right, man, we got a great show for you today. First, we'll be speaking with Rick Ector, an elected board member of the National Rifle Association. Then we'll be speaking with Ryan Coe from the great state of North Carolina in our ShootingClasses.com self-defense report, where we get some expert advice on the details of self-defense. But before we get too far into the show, let's thank our sponsors, the United States Concealed Carry Association, ShootingClasses.com, and Centershot Indoor Gun Range. Oh, it is a beautiful day out there today. The groundhog was correct. We have an early spring. We have a winter. It's fantastic. You know, it's odd that the groundhog, according to his stats, he's only correct 39% of the time. But this spring, he hit the nail on the head. It is still end of February, and we've got 60 degrees out and sunny in the state of Michigan, of all places. So I feel good and warm and fuzzy about all of that. My crocuses are up. The daffodils are up. Uh, the garlic that I planted last fall, and I put a little layer of straw over the top, those are up about eight inches now. But the question is, are we going to get some mean, nasty frost or even more snow? Because, hey, this is Michigan. Anything can happen in Michigan. We just don't know. All right, what do I want to talk about? Let's get to some more serious stuff here. I had a class this past Sunday. In my classes, I do a lot of scenario-based training, and I give my students a scenario. Typically, it's like a gas station robbery, right? And and I'll say, okay, here's the situation. You know, you walk into the gas station, you go back to the cooler, you open it up, you reach in there, you get your mocha frappuccino, your Red Bull, you know, whatever it is, uh, you know, caffeine of choice. And as you're back there, you hear a loud scream, you glance to your right, and 18 feet away, there is a man holding a pistol pointed at the clerk. She's like 20 some years old and she's screaming, but she's trying to comply, but having a little bit of trouble. Your situation is this. You've got your pistol in your holster. You've got your cell phone on the other side in a pocket. Step by step, with as much detail as you can muster, I want you to tell me exactly what you would do. And I'll preface it by saying there's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. There's just, what do you think you would do? And then I'll go around and I'll ask people, okay, what would you do? And we've gotten all kinds of uh, answers, but the answer that I get most often is I would hide and then I would call 911. You know, I probably get that about 50% of the time, right? So I'm asking people and I'm getting those kinds of uh, answers. And then I, I asked another fella in the back and without hesitation, he said, well, I would draw my firearm. I would take aim and I would shoot the man in the back of the head. And I thought, oh, okay, this is something different. 
So I told him, I said, you know, most people don't don't say that. Um, why would you do that? And he said, very matter-of-factly, well, because he's trying to hurt an innocent person. And I was impressed by that for a couple of reasons. I mean, he he didn't care what other people thought about him, which is unusual. Normally, when I do that, people are so concerned about what the other students will think or what I will think um, that they kind of measure their words. They temper their words very carefully. Uh, or they'll think, okay, he's the instructor. What answer does he want me to give? And that's not really what I'm asking. I want to know, what are you really going to do? What do you think you're going to do? And this guy told me. And uh, I I just said, well, you know, most people don't answer like that, but I, I respect your, your candor. What is that telling me? That's telling me that people are sick and tired of being victimized. They're sick and tired of rampant crime, crime going unpunished, of people bailing out of jail for no money at all. They commit a crime, they go to jail, and then two hours, they're out. Or the case uh, a few weeks ago, I talked about the, the woman in California. She stabbed her boyfriend 108 times, and she got you know, a year's probation and community service. I was reading an article, I think it was on Fox News, where they were interviewing uh, Kid Rock, right? It was some kind of a podcast. And he was talking about the October 6th uh, massacre in uh, Israel by Hamas. And, man, I haven't heard so many colorful expletives um, since talking to Ted Nugent. Uh, it was just, you know, effing this, effing that, uh, effing this, effing that, over and over again. And he was just very adamant. Basically, he said, in a nutshell, Israel should go in there. They should give Hamas an ultimatum. Okay, you got so many hours uh, to release the hostages. If you don't, we're going to go in there and we're going to kill everybody just to make sure that we we get the bad guys. And the uh, the guy interviewing said, well, what about the innocent people? And Kid Rock said, well, hey, you know, there's no getting around that because they set up their headquarters among the innocent people and they use them for human shields and these innocent people need to stand up and revolt against hamas and do the right thing and help israel now i don't see that happening because i really believe that the people inside that area they are pro hamas and they hate israel too that's why they support hamas not just out of fear but out of conviction as well However, this gives me a picture of the state of the world and the state of America. We are sitting on a powder keg, folks, and you need to start preparing for that. You really, really do. If you don't have an AR-15, I think you should buy one. 
I really, really do. Get an AR-15. Get some training. Why an AR-15? Because it's the closest thing that you can legally own uh, as a battle rifle. All these illegal immigrants coming in through the southern border, a lot of them are terrorists. They're Chinese communists. They're North Koreans. They're Iranians. They're Islamic terrorists. They're going to come in, and it's only a matter of time before they start launching attacks, just like they did in Israel. It worked in Israel because the Israeli people are disarmed. Here in America, we have a choice, okay? So don't be stupid. Don't stick your head in the sand. It can't hurt to buy an AR-15 and get trained with it. It's insurance. You have to be able to protect and defend your family and the community around you because you are your brother's keeper. All right. Hey, enough heavy stuff there. Please write me and tell me what you think. You can email me at skip at homedefenseshow.com. All right, folks, if you want to learn how to protect yourself and your loved ones, then you need to check out our sponsor, United States Concealed Carry Association. Just go to uscca.com and see how they can help you protect and defend the ones you love. This is Skip Coriel on Home Defense Show. Coming up next, we'll be interviewing Rick Ector, an elected board member of the National Rifle Association, as we discuss the state of the NRA. Then we'll be speaking with Ryan Coe from the great state of North Carolina in our shootingclasses.com self-defense report. In the meantime, God bless and stay safe. We will be right back. Some say his face is painfully ugly, and I agree, but who cares? This is radio. Welcome back to the Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. And that was the beautiful and sultry voice of Golden Glenn, the official announcer of the Home Defense Show. Folks, even here in the great frozen Northwoods, we have hints of early spring in the air, and I am so grateful to Punxsutawney Phil for giving us this early spring that I've decided to let him live for one more year. We can always eat him later on, I suppose. All right, listeners, before we get too far into the show, don't forget to check out our sponsors, United States Concealed Carry Association, ShootingClasses.com, and Centershot Indoor Gun Range for all your training and equipment needs. I'd like to welcome back a veteran of the show. We had him on a few weeks ago in our ShootingClasses.com self-defense report. He did a great job, so we asked him back, Rick Ector from Detroit. Rick, welcome to the Home Defense Show. Thank you once again, Skip for inviting me back. Apparently, I have seemed to have made a, a good and positive response. You are gracious with your invitation, and I obviously accepted it wholeheartedly. All right. Well, actually, I'm magnanimous, but we won't go into that right now. Part of my job, Rick, is to, uh, <laughs> is to keep you humble. So uh -huh. we'll just say, last time you were adequate. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know what? I would not have wanted to be characterized in less flattering terms. Oh, okay. Okay, Rick, <laughs> let's get down to bare bones here. The NRA has been in the news for quite a while here throughout the last couple of years. And it kind of centers around 
this case that the New York uh, Attorney General has been bringing up against them. And basically, I'll just read this headline from NBC. It says, jury finds NRA and Wayne LaPierre liable in civil corruption trial. And when you just read that headline, it kind of sounds like the jury said the NRA and Wayne LaPierre are crooks. You know, I know that you are on the the board for the NRA. I, I wanted to get your take on it, not to put you on the spot, but just to lend some sanity, maybe some balance to all of this. It's a rather uh, salacious headline. And yes, headlines generally exist to induce the reader to actually click the link and, and look and see what's therein. Yeah, there was a uh, conclusion of the first phase of the actual court case. That is, if it was found that there were some things that occurred and probably should not have. And however many weeks this actual trial ran, yeah, there was a lot of testimony. And even if you were a casual observer of the case, yeah, there were some things that happened that should not have happened. These predate my term on the board, but in a lot of ways, I was learning as these things were coming out because a lot of things were uh, salacious, but it's all out there. And if you're truly interested in seeing what people testify to, what they admitted to, it's all there. And to speak to an overall characterization of it, the outcome could not could could have been much worse so if there are people who are saying that well you know uh it's not that bad well that that's one take on it the other take is you know when you look at how much time we've consumed in this matter and you know i don't even want to speak about the uh the elephant in the room how much money it actually costs to actually respond to you know, this case and, and court costs and what you're spending on attorney fees and all the like. When you look at it, however you want to characterize the outcome, it was uh, expensive. Yeah, yeah. We're talking like multi-million dollar ex expensive. Who knows how much the court costs were for that? Because lawyers, you know, they usually don't work for free. No, uh, they don't. And if you have a and if you have a lawyer who has a certain skill set with certain experiences and a record track record dealing in a very esoteric, narrow band of the law, yeah, those guys they charge a lot of money. And I'm not degrading, denigrating them for that, but based on what they bring to bear, that's the going rate. And uh the the people we have working, they're not cheap, not by a long shot. Yeah. Well, one of the things that bothers me, just as uh, a member, all right, I'm an NRA life member, have been for a long, long time. And Did you vote for me yet? I, no, I haven't voted yet. But you are okay. the man. I hereby endorse Rick Thank Actor you. of Detroit, the city of Detroit. I'm quoting from the article. They said LaPierre caused $5.4 million in monetary harm to the NRA. He's already repaid $1 million of that. And then Phillips caused $2 million in monetary harm to the NRA. But I don't like the idea as an NRA member, having all uh, of the resources, the time and the money that we pay as dues going into defending Wayne LaPierre. I don't know the man personally, 
but mm -hmm. I've talked to other people behind the scenes and he admitted in court, yeah, I did some things that I shouldn't have done, you know, like private jets, you know, on family vacations and whining and dining and expensive suits and, and things like that. I, I think he should have resigned a long time ago and saved you and I and all the other members all of this heartache. And as Rick Ector, what's your opinion? Well, there's a term, and uh, hopefully I don't botch it, but uh, it's a term uh, you may have heard. It's called a Pyrrhic victory. You know what a Pyrrhic victory yep, is? A, a Pyrrhic victory, it, it's like it's a battle that you won, but it costs so much that it, it probably hurts you more than it helps. And so if you apply that definition to, say, this court case, man, uh, a lot of time has been expended upon it. A lot of funds have been spent, a lot of resources. And yeah, uh, it was a lot of money, you know, and, and hindsight is always twenty twenty. I would like to believe that had we had been prescient or had some foresight and to actually look at the lay of the land and say how it was going to end. If we knew then what we obviously know now, how much money we've spent on legal fees, if, if we actually knew that, would we have, have taken a different path? I truly wish and hope that if the circumstances were different that we would have, man, but it is an unfortunate circumstance. And uh, here we are. We now know what a lot of people have speculated about. Uh, the information is all out there. I have not personally went to the actual court site to read any transcripts if they are there, but there are literally a good consistent handful of sites that have been consistently covering the trial and all the different twists and turns and revelations made by any witnesses who appeared. To be honest and blunt, you know, hopefully I don't suffer any consequences for this. But yeah, it, it's been very disappointing to read some of the stuff that's out there. Maybe if we knew we'd be in this exact place now, maybe four years ago, maybe we would have done something differently. Rick, we're out of time for this segment. This is Skip Coriel on Home Defense Show. We're out of time, but stay tuned because we've got more great stuff. Coming up next, we'll continue our conversation with Rick Ector as we discuss the current state of the NRA, along with prospects for the future. During the break, go ahead and get outside into this beautiful weather and take a jog. Nothing strenuous, just three miles or so, and do it at your own pace. Then grab some ice-cold water. We will be right back. Avoid danger, save lives, and keep your loved ones safe. If this sounds good to you, you sound good to me. And I'd like to help you do those things. Avoid danger, save lives, and keep your loved ones safe. If you're looking for more excitement in your life, we have nothing to offer you. But if you are a thoughtful, responsible, nonviolent man or woman, we'd love to teach you what to do if something crazy happens. More importantly, we'd like to teach you what not to do. We currently have over half a million members. They are doctors and single moms and firemen and grandmothers 
grandmothers and veterans and Democrats and Republicans and members of every faith. But the one thing they all have in common is that they know exactly what to do if something crazy happens. When you're with one of our members, you are safe. Our members know how to de-escalate situations. They know how to calm things down. We are the United States Concealed Carry Association. See what we're all about at usconcealedcarry.com. Discover the little-known backstory of the U.S. Concealed Carry Association at usconcealedcarry.com. The mere sound of his voice makes women swoon and men storm the gates of hell. Welcome back to the Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. Okay, folks, welcome back to the Home Defense Show. I'm your host, Skip Coriel. And now let's continue our conversation with Rick Ector, board member of the National Rifle Association. All right, Rick, we got the bad news in the last segment. Things weren't looking good. They didn't go the best, but the future of the NRA, I don't really know what it's going to be. I know before all this started, we had close to 6 million members. I think now we're down closer to 4 million members. And, and I think it's because people, they look at all the scandal and they go, I don't know if I, if I want to support this organization anymore. So. What do you think can be done to rebuild trust in the NRA with those 2 million members that just dropped off? People uh, running the organization, you know, the executive officers, the board, we have to take a look at what we need to do. One, if there's any deficiencies that have been re revealed through the trial, that we address them abundantly and adequately. And then two, we figure out where we go as an organization. And yeah, I, I believe that we're at a critical point with regards to charting our future. And one of those huge tasks that remains before us is who do we as an organization uh, replace Wayne LaPierre as EVP, Executive Vice President? What yeah, does... Well the leadership of the organization look like in the aftermath and in its wake? How do we effectively communicate that we've learned something valuable from this experience, that we write the ship and we plot a confident journey forward and that we rebuild our relationships with people who have, for one reason or another, left the organization and let them know that, hey, we're going on the right track and we have a plan and we want you back with us in the organization. Those that have left, I believe that we have a tall task ahead of us in bringing those members back. Yeah, this is Skip Coriel on the Home Defense Show. And we're speaking with Rick Ector from Detroit. He's board member of the NRA. Rick, I think throughout the past four years, gun owners, we talk to each other and behind the scenes, we talk about this. Even the people that were critical of Wayne LaPierre and everything that was happening, even those people agreed that the United States of America needs a strong National Rifle Association, if for no other reason 
then to fend off the the gun grabbers and and the people on the far left that that would take away our our freedom you know and i agree with that too we need a really strong national rifle association it frustrates me that we got to this point if you've done any background on the attorney general for new york i mean she's no friend to the second amendment and obviously it was politically motivated and she wanted to destroy the National Rifle Association. That was the goal. And she didn't succeed. That's the the victory here. But I just feel like going forward, we have to remain above reproach simply because we have so many enemies out there that want to destroy us. We have to do everything better and better than everyone else who who's out there because we're going to be held accountable. We're under a microscope. And we can't have any more trips to the Bahamas on the company dollar. Well, you've adequately have set the stage, man. And uh, we definitely had a very formidable opponent, Miss Letitia James. Uh, she even stated before she assumed her office that her number one pledge and promise to her supporters and people who voted for her she boldly said her job, as she saw it, was to take down the National Rifle Association. Fortunately for us, she was not successful. However, we are weakened in its wake in that we have taken a hit in terms of, of what people think of the NRA and some of the things that came out in the trial. But the key point is that we must remember that those things were in the past, uh, the organization has righted the ship on many fronts to address those deficiencies and, and problems that were identified. And two, I believe a very significant portion, we have addressed the deficiencies and hopefully those changes will ensure that the organization governs itself better and beyond reproach in the future. And I believe that one of the key important things that are before us now is who do we get to ostensibly lead the organization? You know, we have to replace Wayne. And uh, who should we have as EVP now, executive vice president? Very huge, very huge decision. But uh, we're up for it, and we're going through the process of, of evaluating who's going to be that guy or that gal, whoever it may be. But uh, I'm very positive about the path forward. I would be derelict in my duties if I didn't ask you, are there any names that are being bandied about as far as Wayne LaPierre's replacement? Well, I am reluctant to say how many years we've known each other. I know we've known each other several years, <laughs> but I might be doing a discredit if I don't account for all of them. I've been knowing you for a while, man. And, uh, very stand-up guy and glad to, to have known you. But here's the thing. If anybody follows any of my social media entities, know that I've already that I personally already have endorsed a person to be that person. Uh Wade Calendar. But uh he's your personal endorsement. Tell us about Wade Calendar and why you think he ought to be the next EVP. Well, he has had some extensive experience with the organization as general counsel. I believe it was general counsel. It was in a, in a legal capacity. And he, he pretty much was the architect, the guy who drew up our approach 
yeah. very instrumental in his uh, contributions to quarterbacking our strategy to get that very significant victory in the Bruin case. And if anyone has been following some of the cases after Bruin, man, it is uh, the blueprint to beat back some of these infringing yeah. uh, second amendment rights. Uh, For sure. Also too, I know that uh, Wade has uh, some good financial acumen. He is a uh, MBA grad. I'm not sure how many other, uh, potential candidates out there that have that background, but he has worked with ILA, the Institute of Legislative Action, you know, that part of the NRA, and through some operational efficiencies and changes, he saved the organization uh, $10 million. So he has some management skills and expertise. He has the education. Uh, he has the experiences, uh, particularly with quarterback and Bruin. Uh, he's a very logical, selection and choice in my opinion and if you ever met him and talk with him you can't help but to come away with uh being uh impressed by him and i i think he's a, a good person uh all right born well, again rick, christian you know, it's always a, a plus all right we're out of time and, here rick um but before we okay. go can you can you tell us uh how people can get a hold of you if they have any questions or want to reach out to you for training i am reached at my flagship blog legally armed at detroit.com my handle detroit ccw it exists on most popular social media sites detroit ccw and as i alluded to earlier i'm a candidate to be re-elected to the national rifle association's board of directors if you are an eligible member there's a ballot in your last magazine that should have hit your mailbox a couple of days ago vote rick actor re-elect me to the board of directors all right. Awesome. This is Skip Coriel on the Home Defense Show. Coming up next, we'll have our self-defense report with Ryan Coe of the great state of North Carolina, brought to you by shootingclasses.com. During the break, go ahead and check out our sponsors, the United States Concealed Carry Association at uscca.com, Centershot Indoor Gun Range at centershotgunrange.com, and shootingclasses.com. After that, go ahead and do some dry fire practice, but make sure the gun is unloaded and there's no ammo in the room. God bless and stay safe. We will be right back. Firearms training should be easy. Instructors can focus on teaching and not worry about all the complex paperwork and management behind the scenes. Just pull the trigger and let us do the administrative work. Welcome to shootingclasses.com. At Centershot Gun Range, we are passionate about training. Don't know where to start? We offer a one-hour new shooter seminar to introduce you to the world of firearms and help you find training opportunities specific to you. Concealed carry, home defense, firearm safety, AR-15, private one-on-one -on -one training, custom training, or maybe you're on a security team looking to protect your church or business. We even offer weekday morning and evening classes. Centershot Gun Range has you covered. Start your journey at centershotgunrange.com. Firearms training should be easy. Instructors can focus on teaching and not worry about all the complex paperwork and management behind the scenes. Just pull the trigger and let us do the administrative work. Welcome to shootingclasses.com. He's no Einstein, but he can read and write and feed himself just like a big boy. Welcome back to the Home Defense Show with Skip Coriel. 
And that was the beautiful and sultry voice of Golden Glenn, the official announcer of the Home Defense Show. And I'm your host, Skip Coriel. Don't forget to check out our sponsors, United States Concealed Carry Association, shootingclasses.com, and Centershot Indoor Gun Range for all your training and equipment needs. And now it's time for our weekly self-defense report sponsored by shootingclasses.com. And today we're speaking with firearms instructor Ryan Coe from the great state of North Carolina. Ryan, welcome to the Home Defense Show. Thanks for having me, Skip. Ryan, tell us a little bit about your business there. In Ryan, what kind of things do you do there? Sure. So I'm the owner and director of training at Apex Defense Group uh, right here in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. We offer, of course, your, your variety of shooting from beginner to advanced tactics, force-on-force -force classes, everything from home defense. We've got a, a live fire shoot house and uh, tactical medicine, all kinds of aspects of firearms-related and training necessities. You have a shoot house? We do, yep. Ryan, I'm going to have to come down there. Dude, we would love to have you. Yeah, we uh, we train over a 1,000 students a year just in open enrollment alone. All right, and here's a headline. Grandma punched, dragged, while trying to fight back against carjackers. Authorities are investigating after a woman was allegedly targeted during a carjacking at a gas station in northwest Houston. Deputies responded to reports of a carjacking at a Chevron gas station on Pinemont around 10 p.m. Wednesday. Surveillance video from the incident shows two men walking up to the woman and demanding her belongings. Officials told ABC 13 the woman refused to give up her car keys, so the suspects tripped, punched, and dragged her through the parking lot. Fortunately, the woman was not seriously hurt, and deputies found the woman's car less than a mile away Thursday morning. Officials say they're still searching for the people responsible for the carjacking. Ryan, what are your initial thoughts on this particular scenario? My initial thoughts, first and foremost, was that situational awareness here is always key. It's something that we preach in all of our classes is remaining aware, especially in times like getting gas. If you look at the first just picture uh, of the article, she has her back, of course, to the attackers and it's really important for us to keep doing those 5, 15, and 25-meter scans, 360 degrees around us, to remain alert. I also love in the headline, the first word that stood out to me was targeted. 1985, Texas Department of Corrections did a, a study on biological heuristics, how people usually are chosen, uh, and it is a, a specific target. And things that they look for uh, in the 1985 study they looked at just body language. It was people who looked awkward on their feet with imbalance issues is the number one reason that those inmates would have chosen these people in video clips that they paid them. And so I thought it was interesting they use that word targeted just because you can tell she has her back to them. She's isolated out there on the pumps by herself. Just even in the first introductory picture, situational awareness is low and therefore they rely on this ambush. And so many people really are ambushed just due to a lack of situational awareness. I remember that study. Uh, Masad Ayub introduced me to that study uh, a mm. long time ago. And it's like these guys, the wolves, the, the predators, instinctively know who is an easy target and who is a tough target. It's not because they have all this book learning. It, it's just they're they're kind of street smart, right? They can just... Yeah. watch someone, the way they move, the way they act. It's like they can smell weakness, like blood in a shark tank. But when you're like a 75-year-old grandma, kinda, it gets tougher to look like a hard target. 
though you your point on situational awareness is a really big one and boy i know when i go to a gas station uh, i'm no spring chicken either I'm, I'm 66 years old and more and more i am being perceived as a target than ever before and that's tough for me to handle but i still have to change with the times so my head is on a swivel when i go to a gas station every single time absolutely skip and, and you even said they can almost smell it. It's the same way that a cheetah can look at a herd of gazelle and they can single out one gazelle. It's not because they know that gazelle is going to run the slowest. It's that biological, that heuristics approach uh, where they can almost see confidence levels. But if you look at that gazelle, if it were to turn and look at that cheetah, when that cheetah steps on a twig and makes a big snap and that those gazelle look up at that cheetah, they usually will lower themselves. You see those confidence levels drop and Confidence levels are so key in these physical altercations. With that higher confidence level of the bad guy, you have a higher likelihood of a more violent attack, a higher likelihood of a more prolonged attack, a higher likelihood of a more decisive attack. And then the fourth one is being you have a higher likelihood of being attacked in the first place. And you can see how she handles that. You know, we need to reduce those bad guy confidence levels very quickly in these initial altercations and we want to raise our own and you can see as they come around that corner and, and ambush her she didn't see them coming she didn't know what to do that ooda loop cycle is reset and it's this ambush and you can tell by her initial response she turns she retreats a little bit this raises that confidence level and then you see her ball her fist up like she's going to hit the guy and the guy pauses you can see this initial reaction of him to go, wait, 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 this isn't what I planned on happening. It reset his OODA loop cycle. And yeah. you see that decrease in his confidence uh, where he then becomes the apprehensive one until she starts to run backwards and falls. You know, he's really not pursuing her at a high rate of speed as she's running away. If you actually look at their spacing and look at his aggression, but then you see her trip and fall, and that's when you see him then become violent and aggressive, only after his confidence level then increases back as her tanks. This is Skip Coriel, and you're listening to the Self-Defense Report, sponsored by ShootingClasses.com, as we discuss self-defense with Ryan Coe from the great state of North Carolina. I noticed that, too. Confidence, it, it's such a subjective thing. You can be in a class, and you can talk about confidence level and how criminals perceive you and all of that. But just to say, okay, students, I want you to look like you're confident. I want you to look like you're at the top of the pecking order. It's not something that you can just order and that people will be able to do it. You know, my, my experience has been through the military and everything that I've done in my life is that it's all about training. You know, the more training you get, the more confident you feel, the more confident you feel, the more confident you look, the more confident you look, the more criminals will leave you alone. That's kind of been my experience. Absolutely. That mindset going into it of, yes, I do not have to leave my reaction up to this instantaneous, untrained reaction. I now can have a trained reaction. And the more that I work on that trained reaction, the more it becomes almost an instantaneous trained response rather than an untrained reaction. And that really does build confidence and boost confidence. 
it's kind of like, what's the difference between a Navy SEAL and any other civilian? And it's, it's the training that makes the warrior. But every Navy SEAL that ever lived, he started out as a civilian like you and I. So it's all about the training. Absolutely. And training in those self-defense and combatives and in weapons. We see right now, at least in our area, North Carolina, violent crime is up 27%. We also are seeing more and more pairs, two and three, and sometimes even four attackers, where we really do have to start preparing in a different way. We just had an officer here in North Carolina who was shot and killed because a couple of teenagers were stealing beer. And he walked over and to tell them to put the beer back. They shot and killed him in a gas station just with no value. And you have to start preparing to a higher level of training that way. It's amazing the way the society has turned. It's like everything's going to hell in a handbasket and it just seems to be escalating. But Ryan, we're about out of time for this segment. I think you've done a great analysis. Before you go, Ryan, tell us again how people can get a hold of you and, and possibly even train with you. Absolutely. And go to our website. It's www.apexdefensegroup.com or on you know Facebook, Apex Defense Group, Instagram, Apex Defense Group, uh, any of the social media platforms. We're on there. Ryan, uh, I want to thank you for being on Home Defense Show today. And it's been great. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, folks, this is Skip Coriel on Home Defense Show. And that about wraps it up for this week's show. I've had a good time and I hope you have too. Please don't forget to thank our sponsors, Centershot Indoor Gun Range at centershotgunrange.com, shootingclasses.com to help you find the right trainer for your needs, and the United States Concealed Carry Association. For all your self-defense needs, go to uscca.com. Oh yeah, before I forget, I've written 20 plus books and they're all available on amazon.com in paperback, ebook, and audiobook. This week, check out one of my nonfiction books titled Sunrise Reflections, Finding Hope in Hard Times. I think you'll like it. Please join us again next week for all your home defense needs. In the meantime, God bless and stay safe. Thank you for joining us this week on The Home Defense Show. Now, get out there and protect the ones you love. We'll see you next week with more of the best. Bye-bye, boys! Have fun storming the castle! <laughs>